Just breathing in and breathing out. Remembering the stillness. Remembering the peace. Knowing that each one of us is one with spirit and one with one another. Knowing that very quality of peace that is spirit is also my quality and your quality. It is your very essence. <clears throat> so not only are we peaceful, but we are peace itself. So I know that there is nothing that we need to do Just be, just feel the stillness that is our inherent birthright. I'm so grateful for today, for this time together, that we get to show up in community. And that we hear and know and feel and allow whatever it is we need to come in. And to show itself because in reality it is already there inside of us waiting to be recognized. So with gratitude for this day and gratitude for each one of you here, knowing that my word is spoken and that the moment it's spoken, my prayer is already answered. And together we anchor that by saying, and so it is. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you, Bob. So I welcome you this morning. If you are new with us here online this morning, my name is Reverend Diana Johnson, and I'm the pastor and spiritual director for Mystic Heart Spiritual Center. We're an interfaith community, an independent interfaith community. We teach universal principles and practical spirituality. And we are here to reflect and help guide you back to the truth which lives within you, in your own mystic heart. And so we move into our Teze this morning, into that place of deep peace that Cherie spoke of, by joining our voices together and then moving into our Teze meditation. Thank mm -hmm. you. 
welcome home to your mystic heart. Lay aside whatever came before. Let your own intuition start to guide you to heaven's door. Welcome home to your mystic heart. your own intuition start to guide you to heaven's door, to guide you to heaven's door, to guide you to heaven's the month of November, our second chant together is Thank You, God. Thank you, God, for everything. Thank you, God, for everything. of deep gratitude for the many, many blessings of this morning, for this day, and for every day. We begin by letting go of all that has come before this moment, consciously allowing it to drift into the background, and taking a slow, deep, cleansing breath. bringing our awareness to the presence of the One, remembering that we are filled to overflowing and completely enveloped in spirit, now and in every moment. 
There is nothing else. And so we can simply be. You have chosen this time to be here in communion, in community, slowing down the pace of life, giving yourself the gift of time, time to breathe, time to reflect. Time to listen. Time to feel. Together we honor our connection with all of life as we envision a web of consciousness, a universal living energy, a holy presence, that surrounds and infuses the planet, living its life as all of creation. Each one of us is an irreplaceable and perfectly created part of the whole, a shining light, a spark of the divine. We take a moment to recognize the light in every human being. Envisioning as the light shining from all eight billion of us. And now expanding our vision to include every other than human creature. radiating, adding its light to the whole. Seeing every plant and the network of life that lives beneath the soil's surface, invisible to the naked eye, and yet infused and radiating light. The rocks and minerals, the water, the wind, the stars, the planets, all alive in relationship forever connected by our coexistence at this time, in this place, forever one in spirit. As we share this time, we set a prayerful intention. We are leaving an imprint of peace on the world, a ripple of compassion that comforts all who are in need. We consciously offer our time together 
to the well-being of the whole. This month we are using our shared time to consider what it means to take more time, cover less ground. Our world has become so fast-paced. We've become accustomed to high-speed internet, fast cars, instant results. In our kitchens, we have moved from slow cookers to instant pots. <laughs> we have become impatient, wanting what we want when we want it. We are no longer used to the slow cycles of nature, the cycles of light and dark. We leave our lamps shining late into the night, our computers and other devices working away, distracting us from the slow and natural rhythms of life, the slow and natural rhythms of spirit. We have become unwilling to allow time for being quiet, for being still. We are convinced that there is always more to do. And there is, if we say there is. When is it time to say enough? Enough busyness, enough distraction, enough stuff, enough work, even enough play. This morning's Teze is a reminder that each of us has a deep need for solitude, stillness, and reflection. In this culture of doing, our soul is well served by taking time each day for being. Editor Lorraine Anderson in Sisters of the Earth talks about making a conscious choice to slow down, to seed time, or rock time to still the clamoring ego, to set aside plans and busyness, and simply to be present in my body to offer myself up. And I know that this is something that takes conscious attention on my part. I am a doer, have always been a doer, and will likely always be a doer. An important part of my spiritual journey at this time, and I invite you to question whether or not it is a part of your own, is to learn how to decrease my doing, to weave being into my doing with those activities I choose to keep, and creating time and space every day to simply be. 
looking at some of the world's ancient traditions, we find invitations to slow down. Buddhist teacher Thich Nhat Hanh writes, drink your tea slowly and reverently, as if it is the axis on which the world, earth, revolves. Slowly, evenly, without rushing toward the future. Live the actual moment. One of the primary practices in Buddhism is mindfulness. In Buddhist tradition, one is encouraged to be mindful of the physical body, of the emotional body, of the state of mind, and of dharma, or life's purpose reason for being. This requires slowing down, bringing focused attention to what we're doing, single-tasking rather than multitasking. In the Gospels, Jesus offers another invitation to slow and mindful living. During his ministry on earth, Rabbi Yeshua was known for a lot of things. Being in a hurry wasn't one of them. He wasn't in a hurry to start his ministry. He wasn't in a hurry to wake up from his nap even when his boat encountered a storm that scared his disciples. He didn't rush to reach Lazarus even when he knew that his dear friend was dying. Jesus did not hurry from one town to the next, even though people needed him there. He made a habit of slowing down to rest, to spend time with his God. And he invited his disciples to rest with him. Throughout the stories of Jesus, there is not one example of his feeling guilty about living life mindfully, taking things slowly, giving his full attention to whatever or whomever was before him. Even further back in the Hebrew book of Jeremiah, we are told to slow down Take a deep breath. What's the hurry? Why wear yourself out? Just what are you after anyway? In my reflections this week, I was given an insight, a paradox. You have to slow down to move forward. I need to make the deliberate choice to slow down, to thin down my schedule, and to give more focused attention to whatever I am doing in order to move out of the stuck place that busyness has created. And I think that the global events of recent years 
are calling us all as a human family to do the same. We are all members of a group called the human race. Is that why we're in such a hurry? It turns out that the root word for this use of race is different from that of the speed competition. From the Italian razza, it refers to our lineage, the biology we have in common, our shared genetic heritage, and our collective origin. A race to see who is the fastest is very different. Rather than focusing on what we have in common, it seeks to differentiate faster from slower, winner from loser. Individual achievement is valued above the common good. One race is rooted in cooperation. The other is firmly established in competition. The Hebrew Torah taught the salvation of the individual was inextricably intertwined with the salvation of all people. No one makes it back to Eden until we all do. Spiritual liberation is a group project. None of us can make it on our own. In the human race, we are called to all hold hands and cross the finish line together. When we hurry, we become imperceptive. We don't see the beauty that surrounds us. We grow insensitive to the needs of other people. We are not present to what is in this moment. It is only when we slow down, stop and smell the roses, that we can give our full attention to who and what is before us. As we move toward our three minutes of silent meditation, I invite you to recall a time when you were in such a hurry that you may have hurt a loved one's feelings. So hyper-focused on your goal that you became insensitive to those around you. Now, Contemplate what that scene or how that scene might have played out differently. How much time would it have taken to slow down and connect for a moment? And just how important was your objective? Use your imagination to rehearse how you might handle that situation differently next time.
in profound gratitude for this time of blessed communion with our Creator and with our beloved community. We allow the music to usher our attention back to this time and this place. We are grateful for the divine guidance that reminds us to make time for that which is really important. Thank you, God, for everyone and for everything. Slowing down heightens our awareness of all that is going on around us. We overlook fewer things. We are more sensitive to the needs of others. And we actually make fewer mistakes. And that means faster progress toward our goals. As Reverend Diana continues her Teze message this morning, we open our hearts and minds to divine wisdom and inspiration. As we go through our week, we listen for the still small voice as it reminds us, slow down, you move too fast. Many of us here today have been around for a little while. Maybe we've already made the conscious choice to slow down. And maybe life is flowing beautifully as a result. But for many of us, there is still a sense of urgency that shows up in some areas of our lives. What is it that, despite our years of experience, <coughs> drives us to do more? To be more? What in your life feels so urgent that you believe you can't take the time to slow down and rest? Does your sense of value as a human being rest in your accomplishments? Does your busyness serve to distract you from making difficult decisions or facing challenging relationships? Does the distraction keep you from hearing spirit's guidance? from answering a higher calling? In this sacred moment, we close our time in prayer and musical meditation, knowing that there is one source, one life, forever expressing as all of creation. And knowing this absolute truth, I can rest. The one intelligence that I call God is unfolding itself as me, as you, as our lives. 
there is a divine order and timing about how creation is coming to be. Each of us, as expressions of divinity, have the ability to co-create, to make choices, to offer ourselves as vessels through which Spirit's loving energy can flow. All of that said, we are not in control. In this moment of communion, I commit to slowing down, to resting in God, to listening for guidance as I move through my days, to letting go of my insistence that I know what to do and how to do it. I commit to bringing greater mindfulness to my activities and relationships, to listening more closely to my body's needs, whether that be more sleep, more nourishing food, more exercise, and listening more carefully to my heart's desires, more time with friends and family, or more time alone. In every moment, the voice of spirit is moving through me. And so I give my attention first to that guidance. And all else falls into place. And so in deep gratitude, I say thank you Thank you, Spirit, for all of the many gifts of this day, of every day. We are all showered in blessings. I thank you for this community and for each one here sharing in this time of deep communion, this time of community. I know that as social beings, this time nourishes us. And I say thank you for the growing awareness of each one here, the willingness to take the time to go inward, to connect with our own versions of the one life, the one presence, and to allow that connection to be what moves us back out into the world. And so with deep gratitude for all of these things, I just place my deep faith in their truth. I know that all is well in this moment and in every moment. And so I release this prayer to the loving presence that welcomes it and expresses itself as answered prayer without fail. And so it is. Amen.
ready, we can gently allow our eyes to open, allow the gaze to take in whatever is before you. And becoming aware of those who are around you.
here in meditation with you this morning and celebration this morning. At least a part of your spiritual family. One of your support systems. So never hesitate to reach out. So as we close our Teze meditation this morning, we offer the opportunity for you to share of your financial good in support of the work we're doing in the world. So if you're joining us online, you can go to our website, mysticheart.org, and you'll find a donate button. You'll find a mailing address if you prefer that. And as we allow time for your sharing this morning, I invite you to enjoy a song by the same title as the theme, but originally from a quote from Thomas Merton, take more time, cover more ground. Come, cover, less no, ground. no, take, take less time. Take less time. Sorry, I have a typo <laughs> here. Cover less ground. No. I'm an old wind-up clock in an ancient tower I'm a lone table lamp and the appointed hour I'm what's never been named and is nameless still I'm the echo that comes back from the bottom of the well Let me rest in the arms of these tangled roots I've been wearing my longing like a backpack and boots Let me notice the wheels, how they rattle and turn How my life's filled with kindness that I didn't earn Time to pick it all up and lay it back down Time to know what I seek has already been found Time to listen to what never made a sound Time to take more time and cover less ground Quickly pass, not half empty or full, just a big old glass. Some answers don't come, but it's enough to ask. Deep calls the deep, and vast calls the vast. Time to pick it all up and lay it back down. Time to know what I seek has already been found. Time to listen to what never made a sound Time to take more time and cover less ground Keeps us tethered somewhere, somehow 
to the speed of my soul Now when the reason's been never so clear At the end of a hard but holy year Time to pick it all up and lay it back down Time to know what I seek has already been found Time to listen to what never made a sound Time to take more time and cover less ground Time to take more time and cover less ground say thank you for these gifts. I know that these gifts are the gifts of spirit coming through your hands, through your hearts, through your lives, offering support to Mystic Heart as a community so that it can then offer support back out into the community. So I thank you for all that you bring, not only financial gifts but time and your talents and skills and your devotion and your love and your showing up on a Sunday morning. And so it is. Amen. So let's go ahead and close with our uh, soul's blessing. Just a, a quick heads up in case you're taken off after Taze that we have some live music coming next week. Mr. Gary French will be joining us. Yeah. I know. Yeah. May your soul always find what it's looking for. May your heart always lead the way. May you live in peace and harmony. And may love always fill your day. May your path be strewn with happiness. May success find you everywhere. May you always embrace compassion and grace. And may God always answer your prayer. May you always embrace compassion and grace. And may God always answer your prayer. for being here. We love you. And if you'd like a cup of coffee and to come on back, we're going to carry on with this conversation. I know nothing better than to come together for love. Knowing that each one here feels that love, feels that community. Knowing as we open ourselves to that love, knowing our worthiness, we receive more of it. And give more and receive more. There's a law of circulation there.
So knowing each one hears and feels and knows exactly what they need to make that next step in their evolution, in their spiritual evolution. And feels the peace and the beauty and the joy that spirit is and that we are, that each of you is a light of spirit. As I speak my word, I know that these words, this prayer, is already fulfilled. That a prayer spoken is a prayer answered. And together we affirm this by saying, and so it is. Amen. Ashe. Aho. Satu. Good morning. Good morning. How's everybody doing this morning? Good. Good to see you all here. Before I forget and before we get going, I want to remind people of something, and I don't trust myself, I guess, to remember at the end. <laughs> On the bench over the shoe shelf, we have a basket that's got a bunch of uh, giveaways in it. If you're interested in their older dated uh, daily words, but their um, daily prayer books from Unity, and then there's a selection of other little booklets. This one's uh, Spiritual Keys to Aging Well, but there's all kinds of topics in there. They're free for you to take if you would like any of those. We have Little thinking, Baby, Little Baby. Spiritual Truth doesn't expire. It doesn't expire. <laughs> You're right. We have Little Baby Flyers about Reverend Helen coming back November 17th. She's going to talk to us and do a presentation about the parallels between the Buddha, the life of the Buddha, and the life of Jesus the Christ. So if you want to take any of these minis to give somebody as an invitation or, or to, you know, for your own fridge to remind yourself, feel free. The bulletins are new for this month. They take us all the way through the end of the year with activities, so feel free to take those. Every well-dressed fridge should have Every one. Every well-dressed fridge should. We have a, a little trifold flyer about Mystic Heart. That if you want to keep a couple around and you run into people and they say, oh, well, what's that place you go to? This tells just the basics. It's not overkill, but it, it, it's a nice thing to be able to hand to people. So there are those over there. And these little cookbooks, of all things, when we were at the farmer's market, um, we had one of the local agencies that support healthy eating give us a box of these books. And it's called Cooking with Faithful Families, and there's a bunch of really good healthy recipes in here. So feel free to take one if you would like one. There we go. So welcome. Welcome back or welcome in. And thank you for being here this morning. If you're new with us here online, my name is Reverend Diana Johnson. I'm the pastor, spiritual director of Mystic Heart. And we are an independent interfaith community that teaches universal principles and practical spirituality. And so we welcome you home. Our job is to help reflect, to point you back inward to your own truth, because only you will know what is right for you. And so let's begin by joining our voices this morning. And if you want to get up, dance, move, hug, interact in whatever way, feel free. Welcome to the Mystic Heart 
join the celebration. Lift your voice and sing your part. Make this affirmation. Spirit made us family with loving hearts to share. Together we are joyfully practicing the possible through prayer. So welcome to the mystic heart. Everybody get up on your feet. See the light in everybody you meet. Everybody get up on your feet. Who we've come to be, we are love, we are one, one big family. Hey, hey, yeah, yeah, hey, 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 yeah, yeah. Let us make a joyful sound, here we stand on holy ground. Let us make a joyful sound, here we stand on holy ground. Let us make a joyful sound, hey, 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 everybody. Get up on your feet, see the light in everybody you meet. Hey, hey, yeah, yeah, hey, 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 yeah, yeah. All right, for this month, we're going to follow that with spirit, run my life. I let spirit run my life. I let it guide my way today. I let spirit run my life. I let it guide my way today. I just relax and take it in. Breathing in, breathing out. And say, it's good enough to be true. I let love, I let love run my life. I let it guide my way today. I let love run my life. I let it guide my way today. I just relax and take it in. Breathe it in, breathe it out. And say it's good enough to be true. How about letting peace? I let peace run my life. I let it guide my way today. I let peace run my life. I let it guide my way today. I just relax and take it in. Breathe in, in breathe in out. And say it's good enough to be true. How about patience? I let patience run my life. That's not up there. I let it guide my way today. I let patience run my life. I let it guide my way today. I just relax and take it in. Breathing in, breathing out. And say it's good enough to be true. I let it guide my way today. 
take a moment now to call awareness of the presence of spirit in our bodies to feel feel the blood flowing through feel the way spirit just moves that breath into our bodies through the lungs filling every cell with the life-giving energy and I invite you to join me in the co-creation of a love-soaked world a world in which all humans embody compassion and caring, understanding, generosity, love, peace, and justice. Where all people everywhere honor and care for one another. All people honor and care for this precious earth that sustains us all and for every being on the planet. We're creating a world where all needs are met gracefully and easily, where all beings are well-fed and have plenty of everything needed for a contented and fulfilling life. All have the safety and comfort of home, the mental and physical health of each person, the education and the relationships are promoted and supported by social systems that are grounded in wholeness and wellness. Amen. We're creating a world where every being serves the greater community doing what feeds their souls and each one is well supported for that service. And by that service each one finds meaning and a sense of belonging a sense of contribution. A world in which all beings are valued and respected for their uniqueness. Where authenticity and integrity are the norm. Where the peace and kindness we cultivate within us shows up in our world. A world free of hatred, free of violence. With our growing awareness and by the power of our collective intention, we're writing a new story. A story in which there is no greed, and abundance means having all that is required for physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual thriving. Amen. We do not lower our vision. We will not lower our vision, no matter what the appearances of the world might have to show us because we know with our whole hearts that 
such a world is not only possible but is inevitable. We align our actions right here and now to support this vision. And a new world is being born by means of us and by means of all those who join us in supporting a new paradigm. Our hearts, minds, arms, and doors are open in radical welcome, individually and as a community. All lines and feelings of separation in this new world have been erased. In keeping with the vision, our community is open and loving. All people who seek belonging find it here. With deep faith in the great mystery that I call God, the Holy Presence of Spirit, we trust that our prayer is already acted upon, that it was answered before it was spoken. For the mind of God is an infinite intelligence. And so we prepare for this prayer's graceful unfolding in the world with expectancy and excitement. We feel a deep sense of gratitude. We release it to the Holy Presence and we give thanks for its unfolding. And so it is. So good morning, all. So nice to have you here. Take a moment to bask in that energy and that creative uh, vibration of our shared singing and movement, prayer. Now let's jump in, because this is a topic that's near and dear to my heart in this moment, in this time of ending one year and moving into a new year. It's pretty, you know, it's, it's not uncommon for people to do a reassessment of what has the year been like and what has worked and what has not worked and how will it be different and all those questions. So if you were here with us at Teze, you know that our topic of conversation this month, I only speak what I need to hear, the topic is take more time, cover less ground. No, take less, I, why am I, you know what, I have it, no, I have it wrong in my notes, that's the problem, that's the problem, I do, but not right now, because you know what, the world won't end if I don't do it right now, lesson number one, right, okay, take more time, cover less ground, and that phrase is attributed to Thomas Merton, uh, although I haven't been able to tack down an exact quote it came from, but it seems to be agreed upon that Thomas Merton brought that forward. And um, this morning's gathering, slow down, you move too fast, again, only saying what I need to hear, obviously came about because it's something I need to hear. So I'm really grateful to have you guys here every week to help me work through my stuff. <laughs> Thank you for that. Okay, it's not all about me. I hope that it speaks to you as well. That's my intention. So during Teze, we're looking at the invitations to slow down, 
that are offered by the Buddhists as they focus on mindfulness of body, mind, heart, and Dharma, which we a couple weeks ago talked about Dharma as being our life's work or our reason for being, reason for being here or just simply reason for being. And we observed that in the Christian Gospels, the Rabbi Yeshua was known for a lot of things, but that being in a hurry was not one of those things. That um, the stories of his life and ministry are filled with examples of slowing down and being present with what was before him. Being fully engaged with those people and circumstances or with his own solitude and prayer and meditation with his God. So I'd like to share one of my favorite verses now that we've, we covered this morning a little Buddhism, a little Christianity. One of my favorite verses from the Tao Te Ching as a springboard for this morning. And the verse says, Do you have the patience to wait till your mud settles and the water is clear? Can you remain unmoving till the right action arises by itself? Do you have the patience to wait till your mud settles and the water is clear? Can you remain unmoving till the right action arises by itself? Phew. It's a life's work right there. For me, anyway. So how many people in this room would call themselves patient? All the time. All the time. Occasionally. So okay, how about occasionally patient? <laughs> okay. All right. Does anybody in this room ever find themselves overcommitted in their <laughs> lives? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Sometimes at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> What, impatient and overcommitted, or patient and overcommitted? Overcommitted to doing different things at the same time. Oh, I see. Overcommitted to doing different things. So what do you think it is that causes us to do that overcommitting thing? Afraid to say no. Afraid to say no. Why? To please. Oh. I don't know. Huh? Maybe a need to please. Yeah? A need to feel needed. A need to feel needed. Afraid of hurting somebody's feelings. Afraid of hurting somebody's feelings. Your ego thinking, well, if I don't do it, it won't be done right. Oh, if I don't do it, it won't be done right. Ooh. Bob? We are our own. We are. The worst boss if we work for ourselves. Oh, our, our, our most challenging boss if we work for ourselves. Yeah. I, th I think I think that desire actually arises from a healthy desire to, to serve others to right to it to can. give back yeah. to life, but but it gets twisted by our you know our our domestication being told we were selfish when we wanted to take time for ourselves or something. Right. Like that. Yeah. We're, yeah, David? 
Well, it seems to me like uh, it's something you learn that you can only, as we talked about, only do one thing at a time. Right. So if you have three things committed, mm -hmm. you're not in fully awake in any of them. Right. Yeah. Yes, that's right. The, the whole idea of multitasking is a myth. We, as human beings, are incapable of multitasking. We are capable of going from one thing to the next very quickly, back and forth, some of us. Not everyone is. But it, it's really a single tasking in rapid succession. I think Chris was speaking about um, the need for acceptance of our limitations. Okay. I mean, real acceptance. We're I can only do so much and that's okay. Right. And that, that okay. gives patience to every little thing we do. Right. So accepting whatever our limitations are. Accepting and, and even if we, you know, we can use that word limitations because we all have some. Or we can just look at it as, you know, this is how I'm made. Mm -hmm. And yes, I can, I can grow myself and expand myself and stretch. But there are certain qualities and certain ways of being and certain aspects that are just part of who we are. I'm a very, um, I tend, believe it or not, I tend toward needing a lot of quiet time. I'm, I'm not an extrovert by nature, I'm not. I'm an introvert. And so to do what I do, takes a tremendous amount of watching for balance and as you'll hear in the coming weeks, you know, I have been less uh, attentive to that than maybe I should be. So I'm, I'm adjusting some things right now. So it's great because I love what I do. Not thinking of going anywhere. Just, it just needs some tweaking. And I think we all find places in our lives at times that needs some tweaking, you know? Oh, no? Okay. Is that like a tweet? Or <laughs> Not a tweet, but a tweak. <laughs> so what about another cause, maybe? Does anyone ever experience busyness as a distraction from dealing with important things? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I notice that at times. Finding our own value, even despite what other people say, do we feel more valuable when we're constantly busy? Our society sends us a constant directive. Society says keep going at all costs. The show must go on. The show must go on. And if you're not going full speed ahead at all times, at least the message I was raised with was, you are lazy. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Anybody else get that message yep. growing up? Yeah. So we take that on ourselves. We don't even need the other voices telling us anymore because they're so ingrained in here that they're just running all the time. So. Why do you think this constant directive from society? 
You've got to be useful. You have to be useful. Okay. I think I think it's uh, probably a holdover from the Industrial Revolution, where productivity was mm -hmm. was new and and bringing prosperity and and but it took on took on a life of its own. Right. It got, got out of hand. Yeah. And that was kind of a holdover from westward movement and expansion, which was just, you know, push, push, manifest density. I mean, density. Yes. Your value as a person is tied in with right. how much you do. Yes. A lot of it I've seen in stages has been fear because if you don't produce as much as the other guy who's working 80 hours a week mm -hmm. you're paranoid that you're, you're not going to yeah. stay right we, we're given in our work world at least I was you know the message you are replaceable mm -hmm. you are replaceable so yeah. you know so fear so what else are we afraid of Not keeping up with the Joneses. Not keeping up with the Joneses. Who are the Joneses anyway? I've always wondered. Who are those people? Me too. And why are we keeping up with them? I would say, you know, we're afraid of not having enough. Okay. You fill in the blank after that. All right. So we're not, we're afraid of not having enough. We're afraid of all kinds of enoughness. Not enoughness. Afraid right? of not getting things done. Afraid of not getting things done, yeah. not getting enough done. Mm -hmm. Afraid of falling behind. Falling behind. Mm -hmm. As if there was some measurement somewhere. The rat race. The, ra <laughs> the, the rat race. Falling behind. As, as we say in one of the songs that we've written, rats don't race. No. Dogs don't eat dogs. No. So it's not a rat race and it's not a dog eat dog world. Okay, It doesn't happen. Do you think there's an illusion that the more you have, the more you, you can be okay? Yeah, yeah, right. He who dies with the most toys wins. Right, or, or even just, you know, what is enough in terms of financial backing? Or fi how much do we need in the bank to back us? How much do we need? How much is enough? Mm -hmm. And that's only something we can decide for ourselves. But I think we're all influenced by society. Yeah. I think there's an element of having all of that around us creates an illusion of security. Right. So if we have enough of everything and enoughness is present, then we have this illusion of security, an illusion of control, and it's all an illusion. Because in any given moment, you know, I could be standing here talking to you and God forbid I could hit the ground right now. That's exactly right. You know, mm -hmm. um, let's see, Bob and then Sherry. Well, just the big point that I've, I've worked for some people in the carriage trade that, were, that basically had everything that a person might think, the giant house, the Mercedes right. convertible, whatever. As a rule, none of them were happy. So right. apparently there was no enough. Yes. And whatever, whatever all this stuff was, wasn't giving them what was needed internally yeah. to be happy. Right. And a lot of, there's a lot of research actually done on people 
that are excessively financially successful, and there's actually an opposite thing that happens, that, that the more they have, the less enough they feel, and the more miserable things can become. And there's, there are a lot of research around that. Um, I think I was just going to say the same thing, <laughs> just in different words, but uh -huh. it was coming out for me as like in that need to acquire um, and, you know, material things and, and just even the doing and, and mm -hmm. feeling useful and right. busyness is um, based in the fear of being not enough. Right. So not just doing not enough or having not enough, but being not enough. And that gets very deep and personal when mm -hmm. you get to that place. Chris? I was just going to maybe add to that, is that it really is the appearance. We're caught in that external, outside appearance. Mm -hmm. um, that's where we're going to feel enough. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Mark and David? You just made a good point about feeling, because I think it kind of comes down to feeling. Um, some Buddhists that have very next to nothing have the feeling uh, that they're everything. And we seem to need things around us to help us with the illusion of feeling like I do have enough. Right. But it is a matter of perception. Right. Definitely. Okay. When I was young, I you know, was a little intoxicated, but I <laughs> went, Go figure. Went and, spent, went and spent an afternoon at the entrance into Beverly Hills. Because at that point, I was trying to decide what would bring me happiness. And it turns out that most of the people coming in from, their, from work in their beautiful cars we're not smiling, we're not, did not look happy. No. Just a grind of another day, and I just went, whoa. Yeah. Well, I don't think this is the ticket. Right. Yeah. So there's one other thing that I don't know if I've heard exactly that we might be afraid of. What will we find when we stop and take the time to look and listen inside of ourselves. What will we find? Pandora's box. Pandora's <laughs> box. Emptiness. Maybe we're afraid we'll find emptiness. Mm -hmm. Maybe just, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, maybe we're going to, all of a sudden, we'll come to our awareness, our regrets, our past doings, not doings. Right. Uh, and where we have not forgiven ourselves. Right. Maybe we're afraid of coming face to face with the work we have yet to do to move toward greater contentment and greater self-acceptance and just greater peace in our lives. Yeah, we might, I, I, I think there's a fear that if we look deeply inside, we'll, uh, <laughs> it'll confirm that we're not enough. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah. So maybe we're afraid that if we look deeply enough that, that we're broken. 
and then what will we do? To me it's the word lost. I think maybe okay. we're running away from the eventual realization of something we've lost. And perhaps the anguish that comes from that, that yeah. we don't have time to get it back. Yeah, nice. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Lucinda. Maybe we'll find that we're, uh, we're afraid that we'll find that we're not broken. Oh, maybe we'll find that we're not broken, that we are shining lights of divinity, that we have gifts to offer the world, and that we're not currently offering them. Maybe Who needs not. that responsibility? Who needs that responsibility, <laughs> right? Yeah. Yes. Michael? I was going to say, maybe we're not living up to what it is that we find. <laughs> right. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe what we find is that we're being guided to step into something very foreign and new, something we never thought would be ours to do, and it scares us. Mm -hmm. and then what? And then what? <laughs> the only way through that fear is what? Move. Right through it. Yeah. One step at a time. One step at a time. So there might be some of us that have been around a while and have consciously chosen to slow down and life is flowing beautifully and everything is perfect. And if that's true for you guys, and this is all excess, you don't need to really know this stuff. Um, is that true for anyone here? Anybody arrive? <laughs> Whatever gusts. that means. Comes in gusts. Yeah. In gusts. So there's also something that happens when when we're talking about slowing down. I've seen. <laughs> I'd like to experience this myself, actually. But it's a pendulum swing, where we're busy, 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 too busy, too distracted, too not paying attention to inward things, all of that, and then we come to I'm just gonna. Like retirement can do this for people. I'm going to retire. I'm just going to stop. I'm not going to have all that anymore. And then what can happen? You get bored. You can get bored. You get crazy. You get crazy. <laughs> because you don't know what to do with yourself anymore. <laughs> you don't know. you've been whatever you've done right. your whole life. You don't know who you are. Exactly. You don't know what to do. You drive everybody else crazy. You drive everybody else crazy. <laughs> You get yourself too. in a rut. <laughs> get yourself in a rut. Yeah. I was going to say, there's, I've known a lot of people that underwent identity crisis when they when they retire because, right. you know, if I'm not the crew foreman, who am I? Who am I? Right. They haven't had to, they've been busy, they've been distracted by that. Yeah. You know, they haven't had that. And do you see all that space to attachment right. of a concept? Yeah, mm -hmm. definitely attachment. You know, you said something in Taze that uh, mm -hmm. that kind of got I kind of got buried and sandwiched in between some stuff. But um, you said you you thought that the events of recent history yes. have been forcing us to slow down. I think that's right. to me that's what the whole COVID nineteen right. shutdown was about. Yeah, it was forcing us to be more introspective and to just to right. slow down. Yeah, I think world events are calling us to pay attention, slow down, pay attention, wake up, and change our behaviors in some ways. And, and, and that means that you need to have faith in yourself that you can adapt to these 
right. condition. Yes. Sometimes faith is a elusive concept that right. we can't quite get our hands around. And yeah. um, I just want to contribute that our brains are big enough to handle new things with plenty of unused neural pathways and we can learn. And right. that's where faith comes from. You have to have hope that you can. And if you don't bite off too much mm -hmm. and do just a little, you can grow this way. And right. That's what yeah. That's what life is really all about. Thank you. Chris? I think building on that faith, you also have to have the trust. Mm -hmm. So how for you are faith and trust different? some of the things I've been journaling about, there's an element of you can believe something, mm -hmm. but you may not yet trust it enough. Okay. And so I think that's where my personal struggle is, mm -hmm. having the faith and the trust to, to move it together, leaving those two together. Okay. I do think they're separate, but I don't know uh -huh. that I have the absolute is division. Is possible that and this is just a whatever flying through my brain, but that trust is sort of the bridge from belief to faith, or one of or, the pieces. Or maybe the, the the bridge is the faith. Oh, okay. Maybe that's the leap of faith, uh -huh. where you have this trust or this desire, and trusting in that faith to get you to the next step, maybe. Okay. Yeah. Trusting in yourself to follow that bridge. Trusting in yourself to follow the bridge to faith. Yeah. Well, I was just going to say the, the retire thing, uh, I think got misunderstood that you were only pulling in to get retreaded. Right. <laughs> it's not retire, it's retread. And off you go to an whole other journey. Right. What's, what's the next leg of this adventure? Yeah. So there's a verse in the book of Matthew that's coming back to the idea of resting and slowing down. It says, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. So who is speaking these words, do you suppose? Jesus. Okay, it's the book of Matthew, one of the Gospels. Most of that is Jesus talking. What does it mean? Come to me, all you who are heavy laden, burdened, and I will give you rest. I think it means coming to that inner stillness. Okay. That principle or that interest of that place. All right. Infinite potential. Coming into the Christ impulse that we all have. Our to-do list can be very heavy. What mm -hmm. if we pare that down? Mm -hmm. And so rest in this case is Jesus is implying take cease all this I need to do this and to do that. Just just be who I am. Right. And Jesus would say that's enough. Yeah. I'm I'm reading a Cynthia Bourgeau book right now called The Wisdom of Jesus. Phenomenal book. But Coming from the wisdom traditions, this idea of come to me, do you suppose Jesus is saying 
come to me because I'm the one that can make it happen for you? Nope. No. Nope. Being the divinity. No. Universe. Right. So the Christ principle within you. Come to me. Do as I do. Follow my example of faith and trust in God. I think I think that's the message of uh, that old gospel song down by the riverside. Mm -hmm. Lay down my burden. Right. Just, just put it down for just this hour on Sunday morning that we spend together. Right. Just let that stuff go and and be fully present. Yeah. Go swimming together. Let that stuff go. Reminds me of our cup, our mug. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of times I feel that that when Jesus speaks, he's he's speaking, you know, in the physical as his example. Right. And then at the same time, just even I'm. Um, speaking as if he's spirit you know right. I, like that that is spirits direct right. words to yeah. us it is not I but the father within me right and you will do as I do can mm -hmm. do have the capacity if you develop it and greater things and greater things yeah so Maybe he's saying, take time to rest in God. Take time to pray. Take time to meditate, to commune in nature, or whatever resting in God means to you. And then if you do that, you'll find peace. Be aware. Yeah. Watch out. Here's an example for me. Uh, I'm working now, and when I go home, I check on my husband. I'm driving back to work. And, of course, the things are on my mind. And all of a sudden, these hundreds of birds come flying out and it's like, okay, I got you. Yeah. I see what you say. Pay saying. attention. Pay attention. <laughs> right. And that relaxes me. I pay yeah. attention to those things. Yeah. And uh, just be aware. Right. Be aware. We are at peace. We can be in that place. We can. Yeah. It's who we really are. It is who we really are. It's who we're built to be. So when I take time to rest, I'm regaining my strength and my centeredness and my peace. What else is happening when I'm resting? Mindful. Okay. Becoming mindful. I didn't say the mind integrates. Sorry. That's okay. Uh, and then, yeah, Chris, and then Mark. Like deepening that connection with that source. Mm -hmm. Deepening the connection with source and what? Well, yes, my, uh, my body and my mind uh, are, are going together. Okay. You know, with each breath in and out. You know, we're blessed with two sides of our brains. We're blessed with yin and yang. Mm -hmm. And uh, we all have this. So the challenge is to be in the middle. Okay. Which is, and allow both to function. Right. But in the middle then you you don't have so much argument going on about yeah. what to do. So haven't quite heard what I'm digging for yet. So how does trust fit in with rest? Well you have to you have to trust that the world's not gonna fall apart if you're not Participating in hypervigilant, you got to right. you got to trust that. Uh, yes. Maybe I'm not that important. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sort of that inner knowing that all is well. Okay. Everything's going to be okay. Right. <laughs> God's got your back. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. 
the world's going to continue even if I go take a nap for an hour or whatever. And if you're not Rip Van Winkle. <laughs> you might wake up a hundred years from now if you're Rip Van Winkle. So then you're saying trust in something greater than your individual self. Exactly. So when you're willing to rest in God, you're practicing that trust. You're consciously extending that deep knowing, that deep faith, that everything is working itself out and that you don't have to make it happen. It's already done. The truth is, right, you're never making it happen. That, that's really the truth. And so ultimately, when we come to the end of our lives, we don't want to be struggling. We want to feel like there is peace here and, and, and not pain. And so mm -hmm. learning to, to be present in the moment that, that we're enough, that everything is, is, is done as it is meant to be, then when we go to sleep, we're not worried about not waking up. Right. Yeah. The other thing is that I think honoring ourselves with rest is an act of gratitude. Don't you think? For the gift of this body, for the gift of this life, for the gift of the work that you are given to do in moderation in the world. For the gifts that you have to offer. You know, thank you for these gifts. I offer them and like nature, because I'm part of nature, I go through activity and cycles of rest, and that's normal. In, uh, in our uh, four agreements class, we've been listening to videos of, uh, especially uh, Don Jose, mm -hmm. uh, Don Miguel's son, um, calls the body my beloved, mm. because it will do anything for you, including kill itself for you. Yeah. So. So he says it's important to to treat it like the beloved that it right. is. If you're overdoing to an extreme, your body will be so loving as to become ill so that you can be still for a while. It's one way that the body loves us, by forcing us to stop. Yeah, I had uh, recently got COVID for the first time. Uh. That made me stop. Uh-huh. <laughs> it felt good um, after about three or four days. You know, I'm, right, I'm, I'm ready to go, and I jumped right back into a full day's worth of work. Uh-huh. for it. Yeah. So, okay. Well, how, and then a friend said, well, how important is it? Do you have a, do you have a, a schedule, a time uh, commitment to have things done? I thought so. No, not really. So it's all self-generated. Right, uh, yeah. What I want to do, what I think what I should do. Yeah. So, yeah, to, but that's been a problem for me, is like I've, I've always pushed it, always, right. you know, always gone stuff in. Yeah. And it helps to, uh, you know, meditation helps. Yes, it really does. I can get to a, do a mindful, a mindfulness meditation to kind of bring the Bring the thought process, or just just to just to let it go. Don't it, yeah have thoughts, but don't yeah let them out to uh, a, a, an imagined right right yeah yeah. Because the truth is, once you get those things done that you want done, what are you going to do next? Mm -hmm. Make plans to do more, right? It never ends. It doesn't <laughs> end. So, 
I have one more question because we're getting on toward hungry time, I imagine. It's a simple question. Uh oh. <laughs> Does anybody in this room think of themselves as a rebel? Oh yeah. yeah. Of a sort, one sort or another. So I found a quote online by an author named Dave Ursio, and he says, in a society that neurotically clamors for doing more, more action, more pushing, these acts of slowing down, pausing, catching our breath, and reconnecting to ourselves are beautiful acts of defiance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now I can do this thing. When I read that, I'm like, ah, that's what I needed. He invites us to be a defiant one. <coughs> Indulge in the rebellious pause. Rest because you are strong. And because you know how. And because you trust yourself. Take care. Enjoy the inhale and remain unmoving. Let the mud settle and the waters clear. The right action will arise by itself. David? You know, it reminds me of what happened, has happened to me earlier in life. And that was, I definitely was a rebel because I wanted to see change in the world. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I go and protest the war, I protest nuclear energy, and da, 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 on and on. And then, by the grace of God, I woke up and went, oh, no, this is not effective because I'm a negative energy against right. something else. Yeah. And, and then realized that going within was the most powerful act of any change I could do. And uh, it was kind of a mind-blowing because I left yeah. a lot of friends behind because, right. oh no, we got to be out there on the front yeah. line, man, you know? Yeah, the resistance yeah. just creates more resistance. And it's not to say that, that the world doesn't need us to pray, meditate, connect, and then action. action. But the action is about what am I in favor of? What do I support? Not what am I <coughs> resisting or what am I against? Yeah. I was thinking of the uh, when we don't rest, we're like we're like on a bicycle ride mm -hmm. where there's uphills and downhills, and we have to pedal when we're going uphill. Right. But most of us pedal like crazy when we're going downhill too. Which, you know, <laughs> when we that's our that's our time to coast. You know, and, but we don't do that. Oh, that's enough. funny. Yeah, Mark. I'd like to just bring up that in society, uh, we're all sort of, um, a lot of us are devoid of uh, ecstatic good feelings, and sometimes it's easier to feel oneself in defiance or mm -hmm. as a rebel or as against something else. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of people get addicted to their own biochemistry that is in fighting, in the fighting yeah. mode. And I, I see no use in that for, for me. Right. This is where acceptance comes in and, and peace and love. I'm, I may be a wussy, but I don't like to fight. No. And I don't interpret his acts of defiance as fighting anything, but rather 
I'm going to stand in and for what I believe in. I'm going to stand in my belief that there are cycles in nature and that rest is natural and that this over-busyness is not healthy. You know, I'm going to actively, consciously engage in some rest. You notice in football there's the offense and the defense, mm -hmm. and you sometimes can't tell the difference between the one or the other. Right. But I guess the game would be boring if they just <laughs> stand across from each other and shook hands or something. Yeah, it wouldn't, it wouldn't be football anymore. So St. Augustine's famous oh, yeah. phrase, offers a deep truth for our consideration. He says, O oh Lord, thou has made us, and our spirits are restless until we rest in thee. So in this state of rest, there is no strife. There is no fighting. There's no fear. There's no distrust. In this state of rest, there is shalom. What's shalom? Peace. Peace. Peace in God. This state of rest is beautifully expressed in the 23rd Psalm. So I'm going to close with that as our prayer today. I'm going to give you both a traditional version and then a possible translation for our time. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Maybe I'll do them back to back. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Spirit is guiding and protecting me always. My needs are met before they appear. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. I am created to rest in God's constant blessing and abundance. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. The peace of God is always available within me and all around me. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. When I rest in the Lord, body, mind, and spirit, I am reminded of my inherent wholeness. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. I am guided to that which is life-affirming when I remember who and whose I am. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. And this sort of loops back through the last three or four lines. Although life brings periods of darkness, I walk step by step through the shadows, faithful that peace, joy, love, and goodness prevail. For I am an expression of the Divine One. I am empowered and comforted by my internal guidance and deep faith. I am always provided for, no matter the appearance of lack or limitation. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. 
My life is blessed beyond measure. I am given the capacity for self-mastery. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. As I express my inherent goodness, my experience becomes graceful. As I live from my divine nature, God's loving and lawful presence is forever with me. And so it is. Amen. Hmm. It's a beautiful prayer. And again, rereading uh, yet another scholar's interpretation on the wisdom teachings of Jesus has just really been, uh, she's a, a wonderful teacher and it, there's so much richness in that material so we're going to, oh go ahead Cynthia Bourgeau B-O-U-R-G-E-A-U L-T <laughs> yeah, yes and um Likely this is going to lead to whatever my next class is because it's, it's pretty powerful stuff. So, All right, so as we wind down, each Sunday we offer an opportunity for you to share of your financial good with our community. If you choose to do that, um, to support the work that we're doing here and out in the, in the greater community. So if you are at home watching today, you can go to our website at mysticheart.org. And you'll find a donate button, a mailing address. We also have a gracious giving program for anyone who would like to make a, a monthly commitment or some do like a yearly commitment of support so that we can more effectively budget and plan for our growth. So you can find information online or one of us can share with you if you're interested. And I believe there are cards on the fireplace always for that too. So as we do our, our sharing today, I'm going to play a song for you that you will recognize, but it starts out with Slow Down, You Move Too Fast. <laughs> I'd like to dedicate this song to the Milwaukee Brewers. I lied about that. I am a Milwaukee Brewers fan. Feeling 
I'm dappled and drowsy and ready to sleep Let the morning time drop all its petals on me Life, I love you, all is groovy right now <laughs> so thankful for your gifts of your time and your treasure and your love just knowing that we're practicing that law of circulation and what comes in goes back out and keeps going so knowing that this Treasure does good work in our community, Mystic Heart, but also ripples out into our greater community of Reading and the state and the country and the world, not knowing how far that affects the whole. So I simply say thank you, and together we say, it's a And please stand for our closing song. And one other thing, we ended up with uh, a lot of leftover trick-or-treat candy. So we will be collecting candy for the uh, 12 Days of Kindness. So if you want to Bring your dump it before you candy. eat it, uh, yeah. you, can, you can put that in the, uh, in the 12 Days <laughs> bin also. Yeah, yeah, we had leftover candy from when we went trick-or-treating. Now we only had one trick-or-treater this year. Yeah? Wow. Yeah, a lot of them are doing the, the um, trunk and treat yeah. thing. So we did, yeah. did that out in Shasta Lake, too. So yeah. there weren't very many trick-or-treaters. So bring excess candy if you want to donate it to the, the 12 Days of Kindness. Candy in my trunk. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here we go. Anybody getting hungry? I am. Together, hand in hand, we see the light, we take a stand, and we are changing. A whole new life for you and me, take your past and set it free, and share this blessing. Love be with you, peace enfold you, spirit lift you, breathe it in. Truth come through you, make it flow to you, let joy renew you.
this beautiful Sunday, and maybe that'll include lunch next door. <laughs> I hope so.